Welcome to the Bayshore Podcast. As listeners each week, whether through iTunes or through the church app, you're part of our church family. We would love for you to share stories of how Bayshore is impacting your life by sending us an email at amen at bayshorecc.org. As always, you can find all kinds of information and content on our website, bayshorecc.org. There's also our church app, which you could download by going to bayshorecc.org slash app. So thanks again for joining us this week, and we hope that today's message is a blessing to you. Uh, yeah, it's like, how many of you, you've seen that before? You've seen it somewhere? You've seen that clip before? Okay, yeah, the killer, Jeff, thank you for sending that to me the other day. That's awesome. Um, listen, I was basically conditioned to like Steve Martin when I was growing up. Because my dad made me watch every Steve Martin movie ever on VHS tape. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Dirty, rotten scoundrels. Come on now. Everybody who's under 25 is like, I'm so confused. Okay, like just Google. You'll find out what those things are. Um, But hey, if we have not met before, my name is Joel. And I have the opportunity to be the campus pastor here. And I grew up in the era of VHS tapes and personal camcorders the size of a small refrigerator. (laughs) Does anybody remember those? Yes. And so we have a camcorder in the room today, actually two. This one that's right in front of me, that on the other side of that camera uh, watching this is our Millsboro campus. They are watching this entire series on video just 45 minutes away. And so everybody say, what's up, Millsboro? All right, thanks for being with us, Millsboro. And uh, that camera in the back, that's our second camera, that's for our entire online family. And so what's up to Tirza, who's watching on the West Coast? Hey to Chad on the Space Coast. Um, Hey to the La Rosas on the Gold Coast of Australia. And all these people are watching with us today. And so let's just give it up for our online family and our Millsboro campus family. Let's give it up for them. Yes, thank you guys for being here. All right. I'm pumped about today. I don't know if you all are, but welcome back to our money series that we're calling Economy. And I'm just kind of curious who's awake today. And if you're awake, just say Economy. Economy. You guys are awake. I like that. Stay with me today. Um, and, and because here's what we're doing, okay? We're, we called it this Economy because it's all about your personal economy. And, and, and you guys on the second row, front rowers here. Back row, Millsboro campus, uh, online uh, family, you all are the boss of your own economy. It's good to be boss, isn't it? It's good. And all we're doing in this series is looking at a few of the 800 plus money tips in here so you can maximize your personal economy. Now, you know what brings down my personal economy? Taking my kids into a store. So last Saturday, I took my boy Nixon into my favorite store in Millsboro. And the Millsboro campus will know this store, okay? It's Baker's Hardware. <laughs> Baker's is amazing, okay? Like, if you've never been in there, it, when your store slogan is Taker to Baker's, <laughs> you are doing something right, okay? So I love Baker's. I took my boy Nixon in there. Immediately, he ran to the very back, got on top of a lawnmower that cost $7,000. Like, he owned the place. And I'm having a heart attack, but he's like, Daddy, can we get this one? I'm like, Nix, that's $7,000. And so if we sell your mother's minivan, like maybe, I think we might be getting close. (laughs) 
But I love Baker's. But recently a new store popped up in Millsboro, and it's not called Baker's. It's called the Tractor Supply Store. Now, my kids, they don't notice much. Okay, like for instance, my boy Nixon has literally ran out our front door not noticing that he's not wearing pants. He will play in the front yard in his underwear. Okay, like people are driving by like, see that naked kid? That's where the pastor lives. Okay, like it's just... My kids don't notice a whole lot, but both of them noticed the tractor supply store. And they're like, Daddy, can we go in there? Now, um, those of you who have young children or have ever had young children, on a scale of one to traumatizing, how would you rate taking small children into a department store with really expensive heavy-duty equipment, okay? Traumatizing. Therapy. Okay, like, mm, bad, okay? And so, like, I did not want to take them in there. And, and so, you know, I'm just looking at my kids. I'm like, kids, like, does... Look at your father. Does he, does he look like somebody who belongs in the tractor supply store? I don't have circulation in my feet. My, my jeans are so skinny, okay? Like, our personal garden is where plants went to die last year, okay? Like, but they really wanted to go, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I want my kids to take care of me when I'm old, and I want them to love me when I'm old, so I'm like, okay. And so we pull into the parking lot, and, and no lie, it's like truck, bigger truck, Biggest truck, little Honda Civic truck, 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 and we pull in there, and I'm like, oh, like this. this I'm walking in the store. And I'm like, this, this is love, you know, like this is going to cost me a lot, both emotionally and in dollars, okay? And I didn't want to go in because I, I, I'm a Baker's man. I take her to Baker's. It's where I go. But we walk in, and immediately when we walk in, the lady's like, oh, are you guys here to see the baby chicks and the baby ducks? And I'm like. You, you all have baby chicks and baby ducks? That's pretty amazing. And so she's like, yeah, come back with us. And they let us like touch one of the baby chicks. It was awesome. Then we go to the um, cowboy hat section. We're all like wearing cowboy hats, like taking selfies, sending them to Stacy. Like, I will not show you those pictures, but it was awesome. Then Nixon finds the Red Rider BB guns. My childhood like came to life and I'm like, that is amazing. But I'm like, Nixon, no, you don't even remember where your pants, man. So no, not ready yet. <laughs> but I walked out and I'm like, kids, I'm so glad I had this idea to take you to the tractor supply store today. <laughs> it was amazing. And I was thinking about my tractor supply store experience because I think this series is a little bit like that experience. Because when, you know, for a lot of us, when we hear the word money, and budget and debt we're like i i don't want to go there that sounds traumatizing to me <laughs> like last weekend when i said the word budget i'm pretty sure i heard an audible like oh no <laughs> like honey let's run let's go right now um because we think i don't want to go there i don't want to sit in the tractor supply store but I really believe that if we'll do the stuff that we talk about today, then one day you're going to be walking around like me, walking out of the tractor supply store like, that was awesome. I am so glad I did that. That changed my life. That changed my family tree. And so you guys down with that? Okay, so I'm going to start with this. Um, when I was a kid growing up, my grandparents had this crazy old money rule. And uh, how many of you are born in 1980 or um, sooner? 1980 or up? Okay, a lot of you guys. All right, so when I, when I say this crazy old money rule, if you were born in 1980 or, or up, you're, you're going to be like, what, what, what is he talking about? Like, 
that, it's going to traumatize some of you if you're born after 1980, okay? You're going to be like, what is he, what's going on up there, okay? Are you ready for this crazy old money rule my grandparents lived by? You ready for it? I'm going to tell it anyway, okay? The crazy old money rule, and we'll throw this on the screen, is if you didn't have the money to buy something you wanted, you weren't allowed to buy it. And I know, it's, it's crazy. If you're a millennial like me, you're like, well, what's that even mean? I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> Well, let me, let me say it again. The crazy old money rule was if you didn't have the money to buy something that you wanted, you weren't allowed to get it. Okay, how many of you, you know somebody who went through the Great Depression or you're old enough, I mean seasoned enough to remember this crazy old rule? Anybody? Yeah. Now, let me tell you how quick things changed. Because before the Great Depression, only 2% of homes in America had a mortgage. Only 2%. But 40 years after the Great Depression, only 2% of homes did not have a mortgage against them. What happened? Fannie Mae, baby. Right? And uh, my grandparents, they never bought anything unless they could pay for it, and they saved everything. One thing that they saved was my mom saved plastic sandwich baggies. <laughs> for real. For years. Maybe decades. I don't know. She would literally wash sandwich baggies it was disgusting <laughs> you did not want your sandwich in there okay but they saved everything but nowadays that's so weird we don't like to save things but we like to buy things on credit right we finance everything do you know that you know we finance the, the trip to disney do you know what the average family trip to disney family of four for four days you know what it costs a lot of you said five grand. It's $6,360. Mickey be expensive. We finance the family minivan that drives us to Mickey land, okay? And the average car payment is $530 a month. But we got 19 cup holders in there, which is pretty cool, I'll admit, right? And then we finance the family pet. Pet debt is real. You can look it up. And on average... On average, we spend about $1,000 a month on non-mortgage debt. It's my most expensive illustration I've ever had, okay? $1,000 on non-mortgage debt. But guys, we look good doing it, right? Right? Like, have you ever been on Instagram or Facebook and, like, somebody posts their family picture album of Disney World and you're like, oh, honey, the Smiths are at Disney again. Like, they must be rich, Plus, did you see their profile picture? Their, their golden retriever is wearing a monogram sweater. <laughs> like, they're rich. And isn't it true that debt makes us look rich on the outside? But that doesn't mean we're rich, you guys. Listen, debt's greatest accomplishment is how easy it's made it for us to look rich, to pretend to look rich. So let me show you something. Proverbs 13, verse 7 says this. It says, one person, and then Millsboro and Rehoboth, I need you to help me out with this next part. One person pretends to be rich. We pretend to be rich, yet have nothing. Another pretends to be poor. Hold on here. Okay. <laughs> poor. <laughs> Pretending to be poor means you wash sandwich baggies, man. One pretends to do stuff like that or pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. Everybody say, I'm going to wash some sandwich baggies. <laughs> Listen. How, how do we kick debt out of our lives so that we can get this $1,000 a month back that we're just sending 
to other things. Okay, I'm going to give you three money tips today. Okay, are you ready for this? You ready? Okay, good deal. Here's the first one. Beating debt starts with self-control. Self-control. Everybody say self-control. Self-control. Now everybody smile and say self-control. <laughs> self-control. <laughs> so in the 60s, there was Stanford University did this experiment on self-control, and they used a marshmallow. And here's how the marshmallow experiment worked, okay? They put a four-year-old in a room by themselves, and somebody would walk in with a marshmallow, and they put the marshmallow in front of the four-year-old, and they said, okay, we're going to put this marshmallow in front of you, and then we're going to leave. And if you eat, you, when we leave, you can eat this marshmallow, or you can have self-control and wait until I come back. And if you wait until I come back, I will give you another marshmallow. So you can either have one marshmallow now, or wait and have two marshmallows later. And then they will leave and just watch the kid, you know, be tortured, okay? So... Uh, if you've been here for very long, you know that about a year ago, I like straight up marshmallow tested my kids with a Reese cup and an iPhone. You want to see it? Yeah. All right, go ahead and watch the screen. Okay. So I want you to sit in the seat. And I have one Reese cup. Do you like Reese cups? Okay, and I'll put it right here on this plate. And here's the deal. If you don't touch that and you don't eat it, when I come back, I'll give you another one. So you'll have two. Okay? But if you eat it, when I walk out of the room, then you won't get another one. So you got to stay in your seat. And if you don't eat it, when I come back, I'll give you another one that you can eat too. Okay? Okay, Nixon, go sit in the seat, and we're gonna play. We're gonna play a game. Okay. Here's how the game works. I'm gonna put one Snickers candy. You like Snickers? I'm gonna put it right here. Okay. And I'm gonna walk out of the room. And if you don't eat it until I come back, I'll give you another Snickers, and you can eat two. But if you eat it while I'm gone, then you can't get another one, okay? So you gotta stay in your seat, and if you don't eat it, when I come back, I'll give you two to eat, okay? Okay, stay in your seat.
Was that hard? Why were you taking so long? Did you want to eat it? But I couldn't. You couldn't? Why not? Because you said not to eat it. So you want another one? Okay, because you did so good and you waited until later, you get to have two of them and you can eat them. Right now. Good job, Nora. I'm gonna try it with brother. What do you think he's gonna do? I think he's gonna eat it. <laughs> Nixon, you're out of the seat. What happened? You didn't eat it. No, I did not. Did you want to eat it? Uh-uh. No? Well, guess what? Since you didn't eat it, I don't know what you're doing on the camera, but we'll see. But since you didn't eat it, you get to eat. Uh-oh. That's okay. Don't worry about it. You get two. Ow. And you get to eat them. Ow. So, there you go. Go and eat them. Yeah, let's clap for my kids, man. I love that. They take after their father, okay? Like, that's it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Like, I love that clip. And I, listen, in the original study, the Stanford study, there's kids resisted a marshmallow. My kids resisted a Reese cup. It's like next level self-control right there is what that is. Well, back to the original experiment, okay? The kids that uh, had self-control and they waited for two, uh, Stanford ended up tracking those kids as they grew older, and the ones with self-control scored 210 points higher on average on their SATs and were more successful in life. You know what this means, right? This means college scholarships for my kids, baby. That's what it means. But it means that self-control is a huge deal. And listen, when we have it, it changes our life. And when we don't have it, it also changes our life, right? Check out um, Proverbs 25, verse 28, which says this. It says, a person without what? Self without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. And so self-control, uh, think of it as like a wall up around us that protects us. And when we don't have self-control, we are open to attack. Have you ever been attacked by the once before like when i see a brand new tacoma i get weak in the knees you guys when, when some of you go to the outlets you just like get attacked by the once and you're like okay they want my credit card here's my credit card i'll take one of those i'll take one of those and two of those right there because i got the spiritual gift to shopping anybody got the spiritual gift to shopping yeah and is anybody like me and you have a heart when you want something you want it now anybody like that you want it now Okay, ladies, can I pick on you first if I promise to pick on the guys next? Is that, is that okay? Yep. Some of you ladies scare me, okay? I'm a little worried. I'm in dangerous territory. But ladies, the way that you get in trouble with self-control and money is, is nickel and diming. Okay, you, you're like, ooh, th three for $12. I'll take seven of them, <laughs> right? Or ladies are like, oh, I, I had to buy the purse because it matches my hairdo. Which matches my toenails. You see the, the connection, you know. Stacy's favorite thing when she goes shopping, is she'll, she'll come home and she'll be like, Honey, I got 17 shirts for $100. 
But look at the receipt. And she'll be like, look at the receipt. It says that I saved $190. I'm like, no, you spent $100. Buying is not saving, okay? Ladies, ladies get in trouble by nickeling and diming. Okay, men in the room, we don't, we don't do that. We do not do that. We just do it all at one time, baby. We're like, hey, honey, I got a new beach tag. Come out here and look. And she looks and she's like, well, whose truck is this? <laughs> well, we had to get it for the new beach tag. <laughs> we just do it all at one time is how we do it. But when we're getting out of debt, we got to learn to say no. Everybody say no. no. That's pretty good. It's kind of like, like when someone offers me ice cream from Hopkins, that's how I say no. Like, no, no? I don't know. But we got to say it like we mean it. Everybody say No. No. no, all right, we're going to practice, ladies. I'm going to start with you all, and then I'll move on to the guys. Ladies, do you, when you're getting out of debt, do you really need to get your nails done at the salon twice a month? No. Way weak. <laughs> you're like, maybe. I think maybe. No, 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 when you're getting out of debt, no, okay? And plus, like, nails aren't that big of a deal to guys. Like, listen, I'll give you the inside. No, I've never heard a man say, like, did you see that set of nails on that girl? I'm probably going to lose my job for that one. Anyway, <laughs> they're not that big of a deal. Like, <laughs> don't play that part in Millsboro. Anyway, when you're getting out of debt, do you really need to get your nails done twice a month, ladies? No. Men, when you're getting out of debt, do you really need a 70-inch TV with surround sound speakers? No. There it is. <laughs> I thought, yes, you said it. Okay, anyway. It's self-control. Listen, when you're getting out of that, you really need a $5 cup of coffee from Starbucks every morning? No. no. Does your 10-year-old really need an Apple Watch? No. Absolutely not. Make them suffer, right? <laughs> Do you really need a brand new car that loses 20% of value the first year that you're driving when you're getting out of debt? No. No. Now, if you get out of debt, get the car. Go, go to Starbucks, I mean St. Arbucks, and give them your tithe every morning. Whatever you got to do. But when you're getting out of debt, we got to learn to say no. And what we're doing, and we'll throw this on the screen, is this. We're learning to say no for a little while so we can say yes for the rest of our lives. You're saying no for a little while so you can say yes for the rest of your lives. That's how you start to beat debt is by getting self-control in control. Okay, here's the second way that we start to beat debt is it takes sacrifice. It takes sacrifice. Um, so uh, how many of you have ever been into a sit-down restaurant with young kids before? Anybody been in a sit-down restaurant with young kids before? Okay. Okay, on a scale of one to traumatizing, how would you rate that experience? Therapy, minus seven, okay? I remember um, BK. That's, that's before kids, okay? Me and Stacey, we used to go to Agave, and we would get the window seat and order the guac. Whew, just had a spiritual experience, spiritual moment, okay? Who here, you do not like guac. You're not into it? Oh, we will pray for you all right now, okay? We're praying for you guys. Um, but before kids, we, I used to love to go out to a restaurant with Stacey. Like, we, we would look in each other's eyes. We would talk. I, I used to like touch my toes to her toes, a little, little toe action on the table. <laughs> then we had kids. 
right? And then I remember like a year ago, we went to Applebee's. Okay, no lie, the whole family. And, and like the whole time, my kids are just randomly shouting things. <laughs> Nora, she's like stuffing sweet and low packets down her pants. <laughs> Nixon is eating a crown, not the food, just the crown on the table. And this is just like your pastor's average day at Applebee's, all right? This is how it works. And so like I remember I was sitting there, I was like, Stacy, I love eating out with you, baby, but we're going to have to give up eating out with the kids for a while because I want the kids to still see me as a loving father. You know? It was something we had to sacrifice. And sacrifice is a huge deal, especially when it comes to debt. Let me show you why. Proverbs 21, verse 17 says this. It says, those who love pleasure become poor. Hello? Those who love wine and luxury. In other words, those who never sacrifice, what happens? Will never be rich. So you might say, okay, well, what, what does that mean? Okay. It means if we never sacrifice things that we love, things that we enjoy, then we'll always be in debt. We'll always be stressed out about money. And so let me define sacrifice for you. And let, we'll throw this on the screen. Sacrifice is giving up something you love for something that you love even more. It's giving up something that you love for something that you love even more, okay? Jesus gave up the comfort of heaven because he loved us more and gave up his life for us. That was the ultimate sacrifice, right? And so what does sacrifice look like with money, okay? Sacrifice with money, it looks like this. Maybe you lo would love a new car, but maybe you would love to help save for your kid's college even more. So instead of getting a new car, you get a four-year-old car, which on average costs about 60% less than a brand new car. So you can set aside that same money to save for your kid's college. It's sacrifice. Um, maybe for you, you love cable TV. Oh, yeah. But maybe you would love to like, um, have a debt-free Christmas even more. And so what you do is you cancel the $100 a month cable bill and get Netflix for $12 or $13. Saves about $1,056 a year so you can have a debt-free Christmas. Everybody say, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's got $1,000 for Christmas. That's good right there. Maybe you love to eat out at Taco Rio for lunch. Come on, I, I love it. Um, but maybe you would love to pay off your car even more. And so you start brown bagging it, which costs about 80% less than eating out for lunch so you can help pay off that car. What are you doing? You're sacrificing. You're giving up something you love for something you love even more. Now, speaking of brown bag and lunch, is anybody like 20-ish in here? Like add it, take or minus five years, one there, 20-ish, 20-ish? Okay, good. All right, this, some of you are like, does 36 count? <laughs> Ish? Um, no, <laughs> doesn't. Um, so for those of you who just raise your hand, 20-ish, let's imagine you're 20. If you're 20 years old, and you decide for 10 years, you're going to brown bag your lunch to work. On average, you would save about $2,000 a year by brown bagging your lunch to work. And so let's say for 10 years, you brown bagged it. That's a total of $20,000 that you saved, right? Let's say you invested that money in the most boring uh, mutual fund imaginable. And you got an 8% return over that 10 years. But then you turn 30. What do you do? You get to go eat out of Taco every day. This is just a 10-year deal, guys. It's just 10 years. So you go back to Taco every day, but you kept that $20,000 plugged into a mutual fund until you retired. Do you know how much that $20,000 would be when you're 65 years old? It would be $462,000. You could buy an entire fleet of Taco They could live in your driveway. 
And so that is the power of sacrifice, okay? And it doesn't have to be your lunch, but sacrifice is giving up something that you love for something that you love even more. For me, I would love a new Tacoma. And if you have a Tacoma, you're not a bad person. That's what I'm saying with this illustration. But I'm saying that I don't drive a Tacoma. I drive a 12-year-old hoopty that, it, like, it embarrasses me in the tractor supply store parking lot. But it runs, baby. It runs. And, and the other day, no lie, uh, my cruise control button stopped working. I'd press in the button, and it wouldn't click in. It would just pop back out, and it didn't work. And I kind of had a little freak out. Because I, I love three things on this earth. I love Jesus, I love my wife Stacy, and I love cruise control. Amen. And so I thought, okay, you know, he, I had this moment, I freaked out, and I'm like, you know what will fix this cruise control button? A brand new Tacoma will fix this cruise control button. <laughs> and then I, it kind of hit me. I realized, like, no, I don't want a $530 a month car payment, and plus I'm teaching a series on money right now at the church. And so, like, I can't do that. And uh, me and Stacy, our goal is to like save for our kids' college instead of me driving a new Tacoma. And so what I did is I found a dime, no lie, I found a dime, and I shoved it in the side of the button and wedged it in there, and it's worked ever since. Ten cent fix, baby. Come on now. Yeah, if that dime falls out, I'm in trouble. But it's in there right now. And so it's just giving up something you love for something you love even more. What's that look like for you? I, I don't know what it looks like for you, but you know, maybe for you, um, you, you give up, you know, you wait on the new car that you've been wanting to get, or maybe you brown bag it in 2019, or maybe you take the kids to Disney on ice instead of Disney world, which will save you about $6,000. And you sacrifice by giving up something you love for something that you love even more. And the last way that we beat debt is it requires a plan. Beating debt by making a plan. So check out Proverbs 21, verse 5. And for all you planners in the room, you're going to love this verse. It says, good planning and hard work lead to what? Prosperity. Prosperity. But hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Everybody say, I'm going to need a plan, man. Now you might say, well, do I really need a money plan, Pastor Joel? Absolutely. And here's why. Because you ever noticed that you can wander into debt, but you can't wander out of debt? Isn't that true? You can wander in, but you cannot wander out. And so you need a plan. The other day, me and Stacey were going on a little date night. And uh, we were actually going to Applebee's again. But we didn't have the kids this time because the grandparents were watching them. And we had a gift card. So the Lord hath provided, okay? <laughs> so we're driving to Applebee's. And we're on Holly Mount Road in Stacey's minivan. And out of nowhere, Stacey said, um, oh, hey, I, I wandered on the Tesla car website today. I was like, this is not starting out good. Okay, this is not starting out good. Um, and um, she said, yeah, I, I wandered on the Tesla car website. Now, you need to know two things about Stacy. There's two things in life that she wants. She's very simple. She would like a pet duck and a Tesla. So if you ever see somebody driving a Tesla around with a pet duck in the front seat, it's Stacy. okay? Don't ask, that's true. But anyway, so she said, yeah, I, I built out a car on Tesla's website. It only costs $35,000, and you can put it on Apple Pay. I'm like, there's at least seven things that you just said that I need to revisit. Like, <laughs> you can buy a Tesla on Apple Pay? And so I had a freak out moment, okay? I'm like, you know, Jesus, you're going to need to take the wheel or something. I don't know what's going on. And Stacey's like, I'm just kidding. She said, I did buy or build a Tesla, and I would like to have it one day. Um, but 
I didn't buy it because I knew it would like kind of mess up our plan. And I'm like, you are awesome. This is going to be the, like, you can get an appetizer tonight, whatever you want. Okay, just like go crazy. <laughs> but she knew that would kind of mess up our family money plan. And we have a family money plan because about 10 years ago, um, I went through a class called Financial Peace University. And um, Financial Peace University changed our life. And if you don't know what Financial Peace University is, it's this nine-week class that gives you a money plan. And uh, I've literally taken the class like 10 times. That's how hard-headed I am, apparently, okay? But if you've never taken the class, we're going to offer it this fall, actually. And so um, we'll announce that when it gets a little bit closer. Every person in this room should take that class. Everybody should take that class. Um, and that class will change your life. But me and Stacey, we got a plan out of that class. And um, that's the plan that we've been living on. And uh, that class... They talk about debt in it, and it just gives you two steps that I'm going to cover today. I can't cover the whole class. There's a lot going on in there. But with debt, it tells you two things that you need to do. The first thing it says, if you have debt, you first need to save $1,000 for emergencies. So that like when the car breaks down because the cruise control button won't press in, you can fix it. Or when like your children flush a little paper towel thingy down the toilet, when you're on the phone with a worship leader, you can fix it. Maybe a personal story right there. Anyway... So you can get $1,000 really quick if you really wanted to, okay? You sell some things on, you know, Facebook Marketplace. You pick up some extra hours at work. You put the family cat on eBay. Whatever you got to do, you just sell some things <laughs> and save $1,000. And then the second thing that we do is you pay off your debt with the debt snowball. Everybody say the debt snowball. Debt okay, I'm going to show you how to use the debt snowball. So I got some, um, some red gumballs up here and don't worry i'm not going to pour these all over the stage last weekend i poured like 900 m&ms all over the place and uh our volunteer cleaner sean was in the room and he almost started going to a different church after that so anyway i'm not going to do that um but i want you to imagine that these red gumballs represent debt that you have and i'm going to show you how to use the debt snowball and so we'll put this on the screen but i want you to pay attention here more than the screen for this part okay so let's say that you owe $1,000 to Lowe's because you had to buy a lot of Drano to, to fix the Drano, okay? So you owe a lot of things, or $1,000 to Lowe's. You owe $3,500 to Visa. You went to Disney, and it was the happiest place on earth for your wallet, and you spent $3,500. Let's say you owe $7,000 on the car because the cruise control button didn't work, so you got to get a new one. And let's say you owe $9,000 for school. Okay, so our debt is Lowe's, Visa, the car, and school. Are you all with me? You with me? Does anybody want a red gumball? Mary was like a red gumball. Here you go, Mary. Oh, I'll run you another one. Here you go. There you go. That, um, that's debt that I just gave you. So, um, but I'm going to show you how to pay it off. Don't worry, okay? All right, so, all right, everybody, you put it on credit, so that's good. So here's the deal. Here's what you owe. The third, here's what we're going to do in the debt snowball. We list our debts, smallest amount that we owe to largest amount. Not highest interest rate to lowest interest rate. And if you're like a math guy like me and like calculators, you're probably like, why do you do that? Okay, well, because personal finance is partly emotional. And so you put the smallest one up top so you can pay something off and you can feel it because it feels good. And we need that feeling of success for the snowball to work. So you list them out, smallest amount to largest amount. And then in the third column is your minimum payment that you pay every single month, okay? So I got colored gumballs up here to represent your minimum payment. Everybody, everybody say, ooh, color. ooh, color. All right. 
So your minimum payment to Lowe's every month is $80. Your minimum payment to Visa is $230 every month. Your minimum payment to the car is $400 every month. And your minimum payment to school is $200 every month. You with me? Okay. For the debt snowball to work, you have got to find an extra $200 every single month. Okay, now you're probably like, oh, Pastor Joe, how do I find an extra $200? Okay, well, maybe you don't go to Starbucks for a while. Maybe you brown bag it. Maybe you pick up a job at Applebee's and wait on my kids. And I will tip you good if you have to wait on my kids. Okay, I'm just telling you. Um, but if you had to find an extra $200 a month, you would because this $200 is going to change your life. Because here's how the debt snowball works. You are going to add this $200 that you started making or you found somehow to your minimum payment that's going to Lowe's every month. So instead of paying them $80 every month, you're going to be sending them $280 while paying minimums on visa, car, and school. You with me? Okay. If you do that in less than four months, you have paid off Lowe's. Whew. That feels good, right? And you freed up $280 every single month. And so now you're going to add this $280 to your minimum payment that you were sending to Visa. So let's go ahead and add that. And now you're going to be sending $510 every month to Visa while continuing to pay minimums on the car and school. And if you do that, you will pay off Visa in seven months. So Visa is paid off and you have an extra $510 every month. You take this $510 that you have now cleared out from these two things and you now add it to the car payment, and uh, you're sending $910 every month for the car, and then you're going to pay that off, and once you pay off the car, you only have school, and you're going to put all this, it'll be easier to do it this way. Oh, yeah. Okay. You put it all there, and you're sending $1,110 a month to school until you pay it off. That's how the debt snowball works. Here's why you would do this. Because if you had only paid minimums on all these things, how long would it have taken you to pay it all off? 10 years. 120 months. But if you just found $200 and did what I just showed you, you would have paid all this off, not in, two, uh, not in 10 years, 120 months. You would have paid it off in 21 months. 99-month difference. And so you wouldn't... That's the debt snowball. You wouldn't be sending $1,110 a month to all this debt. That feels good. I, I need somebody to come up here on the stage, okay? Um, Jeff, can you come up here real quick? Give Jeff a hand. Right here, man. All right, Jeff. I'm going to give you $1,110. Just take it, man. Okay. How does that feel? Awesome. Feels awesome? Cool. Yeah. No, you need to stay up here, man. <laughs> Um, let, 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 here's the deal. If you had that every month, what, what's, what's one thing you would do if you had an extra $1,110 a month? Just one thing. Jane, what, what would you do? Asking the wife. Smart. We'd probably put it into a, uh, like a vacation fund to go to Costa Rica, Nicaragua, go surf somewhere. I like the way you think. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I would do the same thing. I like that. Um, I'm going to need that money back. But um, take a gumball, please. <laughs> All right, give Jeff a hand. That's awesome. Now, here's the deal. That's a great example. What would it feel like if you had an extra $1,110 a month? Oh, my goodness, that would feel great. Let's take this a step further. Let's say 
that instead of going to Costa Rica, let's say that you invest this $1,110 for 99 months. That's the amount of time you shaved off, right? You freed that up. Let's just say you put in a mutual fund for nine, there's 99 months and it got 8% interest. You know what you would have at the end of that 99 months? You'd have $148,000. Stacy could buy four Teslas and she could pay to have my cruise control button fixed, right? That, listen, your gumball situation starts to look like this right there. And so what would it feel like if you didn't owe anybody anything? How many people could you help if you had this extra in your pocket, which is the real goal, just so you all know. Okay, it could, it, it could happen, but it takes a plan, it takes sacrifice, and it takes self-control. That's how you maximize your personal economy. Dave Ramsey says, live like no one else today, so that later on you can live and give like no one else. And so everybody, just do me a favor, in Millsboro as well, I need everybody to just close your eyes for a second. Just close your eyes. I want you to imagine what it would feel like if you were debt-free. You didn't know anything to Visa. You didn't owe anything to Lowe's. You didn't know anything on the car. You didn't know anything to school. You were debt-free. Imagine that feeling. How many people could you help? What, what would you do if you had that extra money every month? What does that feel like? Listen, that's just a taste of what beating debt feels like. Everybody, open up your eyes. I want you to know I pray for you guys all week long. I pray for you all week that you would do this. Because I know that I can't convince anybody to do this. But I know that I, I believe with everything in me that God can move you to do this. Because in God's word, he says, I don't want you to be a slave to debt. God wants us to experience financial freedom. It's just up to you now. Because you have the plan. And I hope that you take your gumballs. And you make some snowballs. Let me pray for you guys. Jesus, I'm so thankful that your word is so practical. Because honestly, God, sometimes we walk into church and we learn some really great things. But sometimes we don't know what to do with it. And God, I'm just so thankful that, that in your word, you have over 800 times where you just instruct us things about money. And, and honestly, our culture has told us so many different things, so many opposite things of, of what we just learned. But God, I pray that you will motivate us that you'll do something supernatural in us so that we will be willing to stretch ourselves to do this and not to do it for our own sake and not to just put all this, you know, all, to put out all of our wants and to do whatever we want to do, but also, God, that, that we can help other people, that we can use the resources that you put in our hands to make your name famous. And Jesus, that's really the point of all of this. And Jesus, we just love you and we thank you for showing us this today in your name. Amen.